Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of Don't Blame Me, where we, two gorgeous, stunning, wonderful women, we give you advice that may or may not change your life for better or for worse in sickness and in health till death do us part. Because that's the only way you're getting rid of me. Without a doubt. First of all, I also have committed that like I do need to die before anyone else I love and care about dies because like I'm I'm just like not equipped for that. You know, I've started thinking about that recently mm-hmm. i don't like it no it's just like i just like don't really think it's the right time or the vibe like i just need like everyone to just like stay put and like mm-hmm. we can circle back at a later date if like anything is gonna change but like just like can we not yeah so yeah 
Anyway, <laughs> on a lighter note, let's introduce ourselves. My name is Megan. My name's Melissa. And together, we are an unstoppable... I just tried to expand this, and I just minimized the whole window of this. And I was like, where'd you go? I hate... It, it's jarring. I hate when you accidentally click that one. Also, yeah, they make I it so dramatic. In, in, in... Okay, so... I, I like Mac. I do think they're superior to Microsoft as far as like computers go if I'm not do- a gamer. I know for gaming, you need a different computer. Mm-hmm. I am a gamer. I'm a mobile gamer, though. Um, Join our Patreon and play clear. Monopoly Go with us. Uh-huh. Finish your new sticker also, pack I this morning. I realize that Monopoly Go is also by the same people that do my Marvel game. So that's probably why I love them both. Shout out to Scopely. Actually, you're not great with the Marvel stuff because you've started making things way too expensive. Now that they've opened it up to level 100, it's getting too high. So please bring the prices down. I'm not paying. And that's why I quit a few years ago because I was paying too much. um, And I haven't paid for the last two years that I've been back. But um, yes, your graphics are amazing. Thank Mm -hmm. you so much. Um, But going back to what I was saying... I don't like these three little dots that we have in the corner for Windows on um, Apple stuff. I don't think they make sense. And they've all. this is the reason why I hated Mac at first when they brought them to my school and we were forced to use them instead of uh, Microsoft um, and, or Windows, I should say. So can you just steal that from Windows and bring that over? And then we keep everything else the same. Thank you. Yeah, I I have a big issue with things that change color or um, do whatever once you put your mouse over them and they hover. Mm -hmm. I'm like, no, 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 because I'm not going to remember. I need you to label these things, not just when I need them, because the issue is, is when I need them, I need to find them. And if you're not telling me where they are, then how am I supposed to fucking find them? You only find them when you need, you only need them when you find them and you find them when you need them. Like, it's just Mm -hmm. too hard. It's too stressful. So I, I, I co-sign that wholeheartedly. Um, you know, you, th- this, uh, I have no transition. This is a podcast for giving advice. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we have multiple ways that you can participate if you've never listened before. We have voicemails where people will call in, tell us what's happening in their life, and we'll try and solve their problems. Or you can send us an email written out as well as a DM. And we have voice memos that can be sent to our email. I had a burp. <laughs> voice memos. Oh, I thought you were coughing, but I was like, no cough came out because that's usually what you do for a cough. But yeah. No cough came. No, this okay. is a burp. It was a cute little burp. Um, and you can also record a voice memo if you are international and the voicemail is not in your available in your country. So you can just record a voice memo and email it to us at meganpodcast.gmail.com. For all of those variations, you have to be 18 or over, have your parents' permission, let us know your age as well as any of the ages of other people involved. It's all anonymous, so give people some fake names. And we ask that you write everything down ahead of time, especially for recording a voicemail or a voice memo and practice. Make sure it's under three minutes and you have all of the relevant information in there. So it's about a relationship, how long you've been together. If there's like a backstory that is like crucial to how we would judge someone's character that you want us to to judge in, in, in that way, like we want to be on your side. We'll tell you if we're not on your side, but also like let mm-hmm. us know if you are sensitive because we will frame it in in various ways. Um, but we, we need the most and the most relevant information so we can give you the best advice because like, you know, we're hot and we're funny, but we also like, we're actually trying to, 
we want to help you out. We want we want to right. we want to solve these um, problems with you. So you got to give us the tools. Help us help you. And yeah, so we also just, you don't have to memorize everything and you don't have to stress out about it. So that's like the great thing about practicing it a couple of times and reading it out loud um, that you don't have to worry about like, oh, shit, I forgot something. I forgot something because we don't we don't include like additional audio messages. So like if someone like you're like, oh, shit, I forgot something. Like I'm just going to call back and like you split it over two. just call just start over. Do it one more time. Doesn't work like that, babies. And um, we also have a video version of the podcast available. You can join our Patreon. And like I said, you can also join our Patreon to uh, be added to our Monopoly Go Facebook group. <laughs> We're on our Facebook message where we trade stickers, we talk, we complain when one of us robs the other one. Um, and it's, it's a really great and wonderful time. And that is uh, at a very affordable price. We also do live streams twice a month. And um, we, in our last live stream, we did have someone new and we accidentally uh assassinated as we were talking about blonde men but then we found out that they're from utah and so like how are they supposed to date anyone who's not blonde yeah like Mm -hmm. it's a requirement like it's just that's what you have that is your dating pool and they're not related so you can have fun things like that which they did specifically tell us that they went back in their family history to trace to make sure that they were not related and that was unprompted as soon as they said like no we're from utah we're not related and we're like perfect wonderful great so um yeah you can hear about so many different things and we have been talking in our group that uh, our patreon wants specific patreon merch for specific stories that have told like mary's car crash a graphic of just mary's car crash on a t-shirt where she's pancaked yeah there's you get to know people it's it's a great time and like everybody's friends and it's a very welcoming community so if you're brand new here you didn't we will catch you up on all the lore great job so now we're gonna get into an update this is from from monday october 9th 2023 the episode was called dating your cousin's ex and this was the first call in that episode friend isn't giving the same energy so this is a live one let's get into it give everyone a little recap on the initial call and hop into the update so we can hear all about this because as someone who just re-listened to this i'm like it's reinvigorated like my investment in this and like i'm on the edge of my seat no i'm not kidding i'm (laughs) i'm I'm looking forward to this because i uh kind of hate that guy so (laughs) let's go All right, so um, I'm the caller from the episode of, I believe it's Dating Your Cousin's Ex. Mm-hmm. Um, I was the caller who called in asking for advice on what to do with um, a friend who, and I think you guys put it really nice in the notes of the show, um, not exchanging the same energy back kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And um, so basically in the call, I was just giving you the basic rundown of our friendship at that point and kind of some of the things that were kind of going through my mind and whether I should just kind of like let this friendship go the way it was going or should I say something should I not um so I guess in my update um I think I sent this call in on like beginning of October of last Mm -hmm. year and so Probably about a couple weeks after that, there was the same kind of communication we had been getting where it was just like a couple texts here, um, a couple TikToks here. One of the things he loved to do was send me like stupid TikToks. And it was one of the things where it's like I can they're either something that I've already seen mm-hmm. or it's something that's obviously faked and like <laughs> um, 
staged. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I would laugh, like, you know, LOL, not really <laughs> laughing, but um, I would just be like, you know, whatever, and then go about my day. Um, I would get Snapchat. I know you girls don't like Snapchat from what I, I mean, I've watched no. the show forever. Yeah. So. Why is a married man Snapchat? <laughs> Why is a 26-year-old man using Snapchat, I should say? But um, anyways, something I do. So you get some snaps back and forth, you know. Um, and he would talk to me sometimes on there, like leave some messages about what if I something I sent or posted on my story, you know, picture of my dog or something like mm-hmm. that. Um, and then I want to say the week before Thanksgiving or two weeks before Thanksgiving, um, he messaged me on Snapchat and said, we really need to get together and hang out. It's been too long. Okay. Um, and at this point, I believe the last time we hung out was towards the end of 2022, like in But person. he like made you mount a TV or something. <laughs> um, oh, that was one of the things because I, t- I listened to your guys's like questions and kind of thoughts and I kind of like took some notes one of the questions Melissa had was what is it that I'm doing when I go Mm -hmm. there Mm -hmm. and like what does he do where it's like he has to cut it short or like Mm -hmm. has to get back to his wife um I guess I should have said in the call for context his wife is the same age as me so she's like 26 27 and he's just turned 37 so um we had all used to work together Okay. Um, and so when I would go over to hang out, I would, um, what the, one of the last things he had me do was help him move a washer and dryer into the upstairs of his parents' house because he's living with his parents. Okay. Oh, yeah, I knew that wouldn't, there's, there's so much that I could have put in the call that kind of like you guys would have been like, whoa. So I tried to keep it as like general, like nothing too crazy or nothing too like, I don't know, like ridiculous off the cuff. Cause that wasn't like the main reason that I called was stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, even that week that he had messaged me about hanging out again and I said, sure, you know, let's, let's do it. I, I don't mind. I mean, I haven't seen you in a while. It'd be nice to catch up. Um, follows up with a bunch of texts about what computer should I get my father for this? What mm. should I do for this? Like tech support. Like I get it. I'm techie, but I'm mm-hmm. not like your personal tech support. Um, so to make a long story short, um, we planned for after Thanksgiving. Um, and that week of Thanksgiving, it was the day before we were supposed to hang out. He had asked me if I could cover in his um, work location. Um, which is about probably 45 minutes away from where I lived on my day off. So I had said, no, I said, I've got a lot of things to do today, um, but I'll see you tomorrow um, to hang out. Um, We never hung out. He messaged me that morning that he was not feeling well at all, that he was sick. Mm. And then I think two days later, uh, a couple days before... Uh, no, a couple of days. This has already been after Thanksgiving. So a couple of days like before December started that he had gotten COVID and that his girlfriend had gotten COVID or not girlfriend, wife um, had gotten COVID. And so I was like, OK, whatever. You know, I hope you feel better. Um, it wasn't his first time getting COVID and he didn't mm. seem too like in pain about it. Um, flash forward like two weeks later. um, I had went to the location that we all used to work at together 
I work in one, he works in another, and his wife works in the one that we all used to. So I had to go bring some supplies over to the one that she works at. And I ran into her and I said, hey, long time no see. Um, I don't talk to her on a daily basis or anything, so it's kind of just like, whatever. She was happy to see me. And I said, oh, how, how are you feeling after getting COVID? And the look on her face, without her saying anything, <sighs> told me that she didn't have COVID and that they didn't have COVID. So, and the other thing that had came up without, with that that made me kind of like question it was two days after he had told me he had COVID, he said that he had to go into work because they needed him to do something. His supervisor needed him to do something. And I said, well, our policy is five days until you like or don't test symptoms, mm -hmm. but you have to mm -hmm. be masked. And so he was like, yeah, they just want me to go in for a little bit. So I'm going to go in for a little bit. And I was like, do you really have COVID? Why would you go to that extreme? Like, if you're yeah. going to lie about being sick, why would you go to an extreme of something that you have to be tested for? <sighs> That's such a bad lie. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, this isn't I, I, I don't this is gonna make me sound so bad. But this is not the first time that I've gotten this vibe mm. about him, like maybe lying about something. Um just because we all work in, for the same company and we work around the same people and I've been around a lot more of the different like sides of it and I'm trained in a lot more things. So I've come across a lot of people and so, you know, people talk. Mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a workplace and like I hear things about like, you know, this one's been out of work for two weeks. Like somebody told me he was out of work for... A uh, couple months because he was in a car accident and he never told me like he told me he got rear-ended so technically a car accident but never like said anything about how bad it was I think I even asked him one time I was like how does the car look and he didn't have pictures to show me but he's been telling me he had been telling me at that point that he'd been fighting with insurance for like a month maybe a month and a half and had to get a lawyer and I'm like, okay, so you don't have any photos of the damage to your car. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense at all. That's like the first thing you do when you get an accident. No. So after that, and I heard about that, I kind of <laughs> ghosted. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. he kept sending me random TikToks. I'd be very short with him. Uh, never brought up f trying to reschedule, hanging out. Um, even when he asked to hang out, he was like, what do you want to do? And I was like we can do whatever we can go to dinner we can get drinks like uh we could go like do something fun like bowling yeah. or you know something simple um and never got a follow back on that he kind of just left it up to me for that idea of it and then um at this point i haven't heard from him and i think since like december mid-december just before christmas like, do you still follow not, him on stuff? Do you still see like oh, him like posting things? Yes, yeah, uh, we're still on we're still on like Facebooks and Instagrams and all that. Um, he <laughs> looks at my stories on like everything I post. Mm -hmm. So like my Instagram stories, whether it's like um, like today they announced uh, X Men coming back. Mm -hmm. I'm a big. I'm so excited. I'm a big Marvel <laughs> fan. If, if you couldn't tell. Go. Yep. Yes, yeah, he Captain Marvel back there. Um, yep. And so I posted about it on my story how, like, when I heard the theme song, mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, 
it's nostalgic yeah. and, and looked at my story, looked at my story. Like it's, it's constant. So I'm, and I think I was really like wondering, like, should I be done with this when I called the first time? And for you guys to be like, yeah, it's okay <laughs> if you're like done with it and you sound done with it. Cause mm -hmm. I kind of like was done with it. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm, I've been done with it before. I think I said in the call that I was kind of out of it before he asked me to be his best man. Mm -hmm. And like, I was like one foot out the door and I was like, I don't know. I guess I felt bad because it really seems like I'm his like only friend. Yeah. yeah. But also like, he's not treating you like a friend. So like at that point I'm like, okay, so we're not, you actually just have no friends. Cause like you're not yeah. treating me like a friend. So He's yeah. treating you like an assistant. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it was it wasn't always like this, like especially yeah. like at the beginning. And obviously, I mean, I was younger. Like I think like twenty eight got twenty eighteen, I was probably just twenty one, just twenty two. Oh, yeah. Um, so like I was different. I was not as mm -hmm. you know I mean, I was mature for my age. I mean, I got along with a lot at that point. A lot of my friends were either my age or older. Mm -hmm. Like I wasn't that much friends with um, much younger people or anything. So um, even then it was like more of hanging out, going to the gym all the time, you know. Um, and even now it's like w one of the things was, hey, you want to just join me for a workout? Like mm -hmm. it's simple. You don't even have to go the whole time if you yeah. want to just jump in. We don't even have to do weights or anything. You can just jump on the treadmill. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was always, uh, or like when the car, when the car accident happened, it was, I can't go. They don't want me to go in because until my insurance is all settled and everything. And I'm like, I'm getting the vibes that this is not real. Like, no. <laughs> yeah. And I honestly, like, I get why you like, even just like the, the kind side of it is, you know, it doesn't seem like he has any like other people there. And so like, you want to be there for someone like that. But I also have to say like some of the lies when you know, someone is kind of just like a pathological liar. Sometimes it's kind of fun to keep them around to be like, what are you going to say next? Cause like, yeah, that is like Melissa and I know someone who lied about getting hit by a car. And then that, then the lie when they got caught saying they got hit by a car was like, Oh, I was just covering up because I actually have cancer. And then it like someone sent all these gift baskets to them and then like reached out to their family and the family was like, we have no idea what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. So like mm -hmm. there is something that like and we didn't like this person, but there is something about like this, like you feel bad because you're like no one who's of like sound mind would be lying about this stuff. But then also there's like this there's this kind of like nasty side of me that I'm like, what are you going to say next? Like this is kind <laughs> of entertaining to a certain extent but then when you're just yeah. wasting my time and like you're not even giving me funny stories to go out of this then it's just like what's the point of this yeah i mean there was definitely a point where like and going off of like the the lying thing i guess is my biggest question like i would always ask myself and then even other people that i've talked to um like uh I'm I'm an only child, so I don't have any brothers and sisters I can confide in. Mm -hmm. um, but like I have an older cousin who I would consider almost like a brother to me. And we would mm -hmm. talk about it. And he would be like, do you know why he's lying to you? Like from what, like all the things that I've caught him in or like even this stuff, mm -hmm. I've always like known that it's like a lie and doesn't come clean. I don't know what he's afraid of. Like I, it just... I don't know if it's be because of everything that happened after his first marriage, which ended at the time that we started becoming friends, because that's kind of 
how the friendship started was before this point, this man had worked maybe like 15 hours a week, like nothing. I barely saw this man in part time. I mean, I was part time because I was in college. And yeah. then all of a sudden, boom, he's there all the time that I was. And um, I mean, at that point in the friendship, we, we were pretty close to the point where I went with him to court when he got his divorce finalized. <laughs> Well, that makes sense while you're the best man. <laughs> oh, my God. He's like, you've been with me through better and through worse. Right. Like, yeah. God. But wow. that, and that's, that's just how I am. Like, I'm, I'll do that yeah. for any, yeah, I'll do no, that for any of my friends. Friend. My closest friends, my friends, I have friends from high school to this day. We're best friends and everything like that. Anything, I will drop at a hat for any of them. Even people that, like, I'm just, like, good friends with, you know, not, like, super close or anything like that. I'm very, like, nice and outgoing. And I'll always do something and always give them the benefit of the, of the doubt. So like going to that just kind of seemed like the thing to do because he just didn't have anybody. Yeah. And like he didn't want to get his parents involved and all this other stuff. So, I mean, it's just so weird. It's like I've I've been I've seen everything. I've heard everything. You just have to pinky promise me if they have a baby and they ask you to be the godfather. You just say, no, thank you. <laughs> You're already you're already on the list. Yeah, no, like you're no, you're you're actually the list. So like I do mm -hmm. need you to like solemnly swear that like you're not going to do that. <sighs> and you can't do it, can you? You can't promise it. Nope. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, at this <laughs> at this point, I think I'm more more inclined not to Good. Um, than I would be before. Um, but like I've always said to all my friends, like if we don't talk and for a little while and nothing like really ever happened where we like had a fight and like whatever, if you called me and something was wrong and you needed somebody to talk to or whatever, and it was feasible, I'd be mm -hmm. there. Um, that's just, I'm, I don't know. That's just the kind of no, guy I am. Kind. That's yeah, a very kind thing to do. Even though I, I am a Scorpio and I deduce the shit out of everything. <laughs> that's funny. I'm just wondering when the day is that like, whatever happens or whatever it is comes out or he's like, Hey, I lied to mm -hmm. you about all this stuff. Um, sorry. Kind of thing. Like it could happen, but probably yeah. won't either way. I'm hoping it comes from her being like, so I need you to act as a witness. <laughs> that would be and funny. I'm going to get all his money. And then you'd be like, okay, cool. 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 That would be funny. Wow. It, let us know if that happens. Um, would absolutely love to hear that. And yeah, thank you so much for giving us the update. This yeah. was this was very satisfying as well. <laughs> and you've got wonderful taste in movies, and you seem like such like a nice person. That I'm excited that you have like more. You've had more free time to like have friendships with people who reciprocate in a, yeah, a positive no. way. Yeah, of course. This won't be included, but we we just let everyone know that like when you call in to give us an update and we like chat with you afterwards, we might tell you that like we're having like a psychic oracle experience and like we tell you the next job field that you need to work in um and we change the trajectory of your life so mm -hmm. hopefully we're gonna get an update in i'm gonna say within the six, calendar year i'm gonna say six months i'm gonna yeah. give it six months yeah that's gonna be like hey Megan Melissa, i just want to let you know that i took your off-air advice of you saying that what do you mean you don't work in this field this is where you're supposed to work and and lives are lives are gonna be changed so that's an un that's an un um unexpected perk of that. Mm -hmm. But what a what a, a nice young man. I'm obsessed. Love, wonderful vibes. Also inspires me to be a better person. I'm like, damn, you're like a really good person. 
You know, in the situation that I am in in Arkansas, I've been like, Melissa, you're such a good person. No, Melissa, you're a great person. <laughs> Has anyone ever told you you're not a great person? Yes. Who? Someone well, that was jealous. Yeah, I was about to say, I could name, I could think off the top of my head, but also, they're not good people. Their opinion doesn't matter. No. If they told me I was a good person, I would go, I'm doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, that's alarming that you... You you horrible, horrific demon think I'm good? Uh-oh. Yeah. 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 So, you know, people people be like, Melissa, you're like so nice. And I'm like, like in c- certain situations, I'm like, I don't feel like I'm being nice. I'm just telling the truth. Mm-hmm. But it's kind. You're kind. Yeah. And you're that, a great person. That is the difference. Thank you. Yeah, older siblings, what I say? Only child and older siblings. I'm like, yeah. I understand the vibe. Shall we get into giving some advice? Let's take a break first. Oh, that's a good idea. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. In our live stream, our listeners are always recommending and talking about books. So we're so excited about Book of the Month because this is something that our listeners are going to love. This is a brand that I've been familiar with for a, a long time. I like love watching people talk about it. I love seeing what books people are reading and like what books they have available and I, I, I love I love everything about it. So I'm so excited uh, for someone who like, <laughs> you know, the ease of 
getting into a book, a lot of it can feel like really daunting. So to have like a service where it's like, you're gonna get like high quality hardcover books, which that's my preferred way to read at incredible prices, but also curated. So it's like amazing, cool, wonderful, great. This is, it's kind of like a, a straight shot into that and something that book of the month you can do over and over and over again. And one of the great things about it is the longer you are part of the program, the cheaper the books get. Book of the Month's mission is to help readers discover new books they love and promote the work of emerging authors. One of the amazing things about Book of the Month is that every aspect of Book of the Month experience is designed to be fun and special for readers. First of all, the books come in a bright blue box, which is very pretty. Me and Megan were just talking about them. There's also a fun app to pick your books and track reading progress and as well there are reading challenges and rewards and book of the month makes it really easy to decide what book to read next which for me is like the biggest hurdle i love when other people make choices for me especially when they're good choices and i'm like cool i can trust you so each month the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles and they pick some of the best new books for you to choose from all of the books are so good you can't go wrong and i mean that wholeheartedly when we were picking like our selects for this i was like wait this, I like all of them. This is hard. And I literally coordinated with Melissa and I was like, okay, so these are like my top ones. I'm assuming they will be yours. So don't pick the same one as me. So then we can swap afterwards. And that's what we did. So we got the ministry of time by Killian Bradley. And we also received the return of Ellie Black by Emiko Jean. The ministry of time is like, people are calling it like, if you're a fan of Outlander and like spy novels or time traveling books, it's quoted from town and country saying it's really innovative fun storytelling the ministry of time is definitely for you and listed as 45 of the must read books for spring 2024 and then harper's bazaar also said part time travel romance part spy thriller and 100 percent multifaceted joyride <gasps> when i tell you that i was like sold we're also excited about the return of ellie black and this one is about a missing girl who returns but that isn't the end of the story it's only the beginning. We both like a, a, a detective book. This one is uh, 20 years since detective Chelsea Calhoun's sister vanishes. Ever since Chelsea has been searching for signs for closure for other missing girls. But happy endings are rare in Chelsea's line of work, which that sounds so intriguing. And I'm looking forward to reading this novel so much. Can't wait. And we're so excited to usher in this new sponsor. And we know y'all are already going to love this. Plus, we've been recommended this so many times. Mm -hmm. So I, I we, we've already got fans in you. Try the service yourself at bookofthemonth.com. And you can get your first book for $5 with code PEDALS. That is your first book, $5 at bookofthemonth.com using code PEDALS. We're back for our break and we're going to get into the calls. Okay. Uh, <laughs> first one is a write-in. Hey, Eminem. I am 30 and I use she, her pronouns. My boyfriend was supposed to plan our whole Valentine's Day date. Well, he dropped the ball big time. I was expecting a nice dinner and maybe some sexy time later tonight. Nothing. He came home from work and said he was tired and we could just order in and watch a movie. I've been looking forward to going out all day. Am I being selfish? We've been together six years and usually go all out, but I wasn't feeling the love on love day. We usually at least go somewhere. Ordering in and watching a movie was no fun. 
As I type this, he's sleeping. So no sexy time either. Ugh. This has been the worst V-Day we've ever had. Do I bring it up to him or should I be more understanding? I know his job can be stressful, so I feel bad for complaining. But I mean, it's V-Day. Minus the V, clearly. <laughs> oh, I I mean, I my first question is, did you get flowers? Did he get you a gift? Like, because I think that like a... A total rescheduling of Valentine's Day of being like, I'm swamped. I can't do mm-hmm. this. Like, so like we're, we're going to either like he, I've got your gift here, but like we're going to I'm going to make I'm going to make this up to you. I just like can't swing it today. Um, I think that. But if it's like a half assed, like he thought he did it, like he thought that yeah. this was fine and like an equi- like a, a fine equivalent, then I would say like, yeah, that's that's an issue. But I and like something to bring up. But I would say if like it is a. Hey, I can't tonight. It's it's swamped and either like I'm going to I've got all of your stuff. I'm going to reschedule it so we have we're doing a full day redo or you're essentially getting two Valentine's mm-hmm. days and one of them is like not really what you wanted, but you're still going to get the one you wanted. That I would say like you're allowed to be annoyed and you're allowed to be pissed, but I would keep that part to yourself. But if he has not offered that like and you have not gotten the agreement ahead of time that like this is this is unfortunately like he's so apologetic and this sucks and he knows but like you already have the rescheduled date on your calendar and it is for like the next like two days later like then i would say like you you tell him that you're disappointed and like what's the deal yeah because i mean obviously he was tired since he did he was falling asleep as you were sending us the message and it was (laughs) yesterday (laughs) (laughs) because we're recording this on february 15th uh and you were annoyed so yes he was tired but did he make any effort in any other way he did say he wanted to watch the movie did he fall asleep while you were watching the movie um what movie was it but yeah what movie was it um but uh, yeah i think like the thing should have been I'm not feeling great right now. Like my energy's down. Can we please reschedule this for like Saturday or something, which is better. But if you were expecting all day, like yeah. he came home and you were expecting all day that like y'all were going out. Yes. That is a huge disappointment. Um, because if he still like was planning to do something today, he should have probably already had those other things and it shouldn't have been something that he was coming home from work and picking up. But yeah, I, I would be annoyed. I would Me be annoyed. too. I was going to ask, do you think it was that because I think there's a huge difference between canceling the dinner reservation that you had and the plans that you had because you had a really rough day at work and you're exhausted versus having a really busy week at work and never getting around to scheduling Mm. it and then just being like, I'm going to we're going to order takeout and watch a movie because like that to me, I'd be like, you have to can't then you have to tell me ahead of time. You can't just say the day of. But also with Thanksgiving, not Thanksgiving, also with Valentine's, it should be Thanksgiving. You're giving thanks for our love. But for Valentine's Day, you can't just schedule like that week. Things have to be done a few weeks in advance. So like if he was going to get you flowers, you couldn't like unless he was going to the grocery store, which Mm -hmm. maybe he was doing grocery store. Some grocery stores do have really nice flowers like but those things should have been ordered like candy should have been already bought. Things should have been done. Mm-hmm. even yeah. if you ordered it from like he said y'all were ordering in he could have ordered those the candies and flowers or whatever you were expecting he could have ordered that and it could have been dropped off to you even if he was having a bad day it would have actually saved some time 
Yeah. And I wonder, like, did you get all ready to go out and go to dinner? Yeah. Like, because that to me, like, when I tell you I would be seething and then they fall asleep and you don't even like I would be like, I am actually so mad at you because I think there's something about being I can be understanding and I I'm will be understanding and I need in order for me to be understanding, you need to be considerate. Like I can't Mm -hmm. be understanding when you're being inconsiderate because then I'm just being a doormat and I'm being a pushover. So like you give me the, you give me honesty and the opportunity to be like, Hey, this really sucks. And I'm not going to be able to do this in a way that I wanted to. So like, let's reschedule or let's come up with an alternative that like works for both of us that like doesn't have me bleeding out versus someone who like can over promise and under deliver. And then it's like, well, it's the thought that counts. It's like, actually, no, because you also didn't think through that. Like I got all ready and I got dressed and I was excited for this. And I will, can be understanding if something comes up totally, but you have to give me that opportunity instead of like just disappointing me in that. So yeah, yeah I, 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 I'm just a big fan of in this instance, like communication, like it's okay if you forget, it's okay if you drop the ball, but own up to that instead of like making it seem like this was, this is either the plan all along or a fine alternative when like it clearly isn't like, it's not about your expectations. It was about like the expectations that had been set by both of you that were not delivered on. So I say communicate. And I'm wondering if you got flowers because love of my life Mots, he's great we didn't do valentine's day last year and he <laughs> fully just forgot and i could tell him like you've you've forgotten and so he ordered flowers the day before he's like no, no no i ordered them i ordered them a while ago it's like your presents just like a little bit late and i was like because i told him i was like oh i'm really sorry by the way your present's gonna be late and he was like and i was like it's okay if you do because we didn't do pre- we didn't do presents last year and i was like we did talk about doing it this year but like we don't ever do things on the day of Valentine's day. Cause like, it's, mm-hmm. I don't like going out to dinner. Like we, I'm a fan of ordering in prefix? and watching. I can't yeah. a prefix menu. And I, so like but <laughs> the flowers, he already like calls and he was like, yeah, I ordered them yesterday. And I was like, I, I, I heard, I knew you did. And that's fine. They literally, whoever worked at this floral shop, I was like, damn, you are bleeding out. They delivered these flowers at 1145 PM to ensure that they oh got them God. in on the day. And I was like, Oh my god, it's fine. Deliver them tomorrow. Go home. Like, but like this but person delivering them, that, was like, like they could have been, they yeah. could have been causing a fight. They were somebody. like, this is maker, and I was like, it's really, it's really. I wish I could be like, it's really not a big deal. Like, don't worry. And like, imagine the pressure of being like a florist or a delivery on Valentine's Day. Like, holy fucking shit. Like you, yeah. you feel like you have relate. You have the world. That's your Super Bowl. That's what <laughs> That's it your is. Super Bowl. And imagine it's what like... if you were, what if you were a what if you were a Niners fan and it's after Super Bowl. You're sad about the Super yeah. Bowl, and then you have your own personal Super Bowl. Well, I would love to know the actual the 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 more details of this and how he makes it up to you, if he makes it up. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, next one. Hi, Megan and Melissa. This question is for Megan. I'm a 30 year old white woman. I have a friend Sarah who is a 36 year old white woman. Woman, Sarah and I are coworkers who have gone on weeks long work trips together, and every couple of months we get brunch. I wouldn't say we're close, but I consider us friends. About six months ago, we were getting brunch, and she was complaining about another coworker I don't know and mentioned he went to an HBCU. She said it with the undertone that this man had only gotten hired because he was black. I replied to that by saying, well, we're women in engineering, and with that logic, you'd have to assume people are saying we only got our jobs because we're women and they needed diversity hires. She just shrugged it off and changed the topic. A couple months ago, we were playing tennis, and she spent 10 minutes complaining about a white man who worked for her, 
talking about how he doesn't know how to do his job and she hates being his boss. She then moved on to talking shit about a black woman she is also the boss of. During this conversation, she said something like, well, you know how black women are. Even though we were outside with no one else around, she whispered it. I completely stopped and said, I have no idea what you're talking about. She started stuttering and I said, I don't know what anything you just said has to do with the fact that she's black. If anything, it sounds, she sounds like she's acting exactly like the white man you just spent 15 minutes complaining about. She changed the subject and we went back to tennis. Part of me wants to continue to be friends with her and I also feel like I need to stay in contact with her so she has at least one person calling out her racism. Do you think I should keep her as a friend or should I distance to us just seeing each other at work? When I did call out her racism, she didn't double down or try to defend herself. She almost seemed shocked that I even called it out, which makes me feel like I might be the only person in her life who would. If you would remain friends with her, how would you go about having further conversations about racism? In previous relationships, I would just cut the person off, but I realize now that's not helpful, especially if I'm the only person calling her out. I grew up very conservative, and while I've done a lot of my own work in an effort to unlearn the racism I've been taught, I also have friends who along the way graciously corrected me when I said something fucked up. Any help would be greatly appreciated. Thank you. Bye. Oof. Um, I mean, I think that uh, I, I think your conservative upbringing is actually an asset in this and that like you've been on the receiving end of this um, because I think that the there's a difference between calling someone out and having someone be receptive to it. I do think that these two instances, I would need to know like what happens next. Cause like she, at, at a certain point, I've had to do like reflections on like when people have said something fucked up. I'm like, why would you feel comfortable saying that in front of me? Like, how have I made an environment where you thought that that was a thing that I'd be cool with or okay with? And so I think that you calling her out about these things twice, I would be curious if it does this keep happening again, because then I would be like, okay, why, why is this, that this is something that she's comfortable saying to me here. And I think that, and I don't want to say that this is what you were doing or whatever, but I do think if you want to take the role of educating her, um, being like asking someone to be like, Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Like, I don't understand that. And then the conversation kind of moves on is, is just, it's not furthering the conversation. Like it's asking her to do a lot of like the thinking about what I said. Oh, thinking about how that's racist versus being like, that's super racist. Like, that's a uh, and the specific trope about black women like that's like that's really racist. That's a very I, why would you say that versus asking someone to like reflect on it themselves to be like, is this racist? Both of those things can be effective. Um, but I don't think that I, I think that you can only know if she's open to changing her mind and she like learns from this. Um, but I personally would not. I would not like self-identify someone who was like actively saying racist things as a coworker or a friend. I would not like self-identify them as a friend. I would be like very specific about the instances and in where we hung out um, and the people that I would bring her around because, you know, other people are a reflection on you. And I do agree that like she sounds like someone who is like shocked and is not having anyone call her out on that. But I would just say that I do think that it's different in friends than it is like family members or 
you know, if someone's in an abusive relationship where you're doing it in a way that is palatable to them, so you're not pushing them away and all of that kind of stuff. If she's susceptible to this and is like willing to learn and understand and you notice that, then I think like that's a green light of like, okay, cool. This is someone who wants to learn and is willing to learn and is unpacking their stuff at a different timeline than I am. And if you see that you are taking on the role that someone else had taken on for you and she is being receptive in the same way that you were, uh, I think that's great. But I think if it just means that she never talks about this ever again and like doesn't bring up race in front of you, doesn't say anything, but also isn't like, you know, talking about anti-racism or is like going on the other side of it, then I think it's just you're no longer a safe person for her to be racist, uh, to talk about being racist in front of. Um, and to that, I personally would just... I wouldn't be able to look, I wouldn't be able to be friends with someone who had those thoughts and feelings and were comfortable feeling them and saying them uh, and thinking them, even if it's not in my presence. Like I want the person who I'm friends with to be that person to like everybody else. Um, so I, I think it's time, but I would also be curious how long you've been friends. Did she say that? She didn't say, but this is where I think that this is a little different as far as like with friendships and just like not yeah. being friends with somebody is because this person is somebody that you work with so her opinions on people and being their bosses will make and break if these people are getting a promotion or not so i think that you should be sticking around um and maybe not in a friend way but like you think of this as your colleague if you want to be like a true ally if that is what like your goal is and to fight anti-racism, then you need to still be like work friends with this person and try to help change her opinion because where she is right now in her role as the supervisor, the boss to these people, she can keep people from not <laughs> advancing yeah. in their careers because of the way that she is. So maybe you don't think of her as like an actual friend, but this is like additional work that you're this is a doing work project. to help. Yes. Yeah. This, this, that's it. And then uh, if she ever says anything in a professional setting, you need to report her as. Well, yeah, that's, so that's what I was going to say is I would, I, and maybe I'm wrong in this. I would try and keep most of your interactions now go about it in a way that it is like a little bit more professional mm -hmm. because it, I don't know how much you interact with her at work because the tennis thing and like doing that and then like kind of whispering it and you get brunch and in that brunch and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I just think you're blurring the lines in general of like work and friendship. And what is she doing? Because I, this is something that needs to be, this isn't the friendship aspect of this, regardless of like, take away the, the racism aspect of this. Like we've talked about it so much about like there's a different kind of friendship you have with coworkers, and like especially in a not like freelance kind of field like when mm -hmm. you depend on your coworkers, like it is different there are politics and those things involved there and like when people say things offline it's like super strategic and it can be really fucking messy if you get into something like this where someone says or does something that is like super fucked up that does affect their work but they're not saying it in a workplace setting so therefore like You've had no paper trail. It's word of mouth. And like, it's just, it's messy. So I would take your friendship and really like hone in on the, the professional side of it. So like even something like taking lunches during work hours, as opposed mm -hmm. to brunch on the weekends, like things that, that are like that, because 
I don't, some people can, you can think that like how someone is, someone's just like venting after work in like a friendship setting, but like that will translate to how she treats her employees and how she is at work. And if you're not directly working with her there, like you don't want her to have like, in my mind, she says something racist and you listen and you hear it out and like you call her out on it. But then she you're in a meeting and then someone says or does something and she gives you a knowing look as in like, Mm -hmm. you feel me? And it's like, right. Fuck no. Fuck no. You're this is a part of your also professional relationship. And this isn't like a there is a moral obligation I personally find, but there's also a professional obligation for everyone who you work with as well that like. I just think that taking on this task as from a friendship perspective is not going to be useful uh, or trackable in a sense of like, is this changing? Because she's talking to you about this in settings that have already happened. She's talking about this in things that doesn't seem like you're in the room with her and these other people. She's just retelling these things. And I also would not feel... I don't know if it's like even legal, but like I would not feel comfortable knowing that she's saying these things about people I work with because I would also like that just feels like you're complicit in that Mm -hmm. aspect. And I might be extreme of me at this point, um, but I would. I don't know what your relationship is with HR, but like I might even just like anonymously be like, hey, I, I would love to have or even like check in with the people who she's like, if you work in the same area and circle, I wouldn't give it like a year. And to then see that like a black woman is never getting promoted underneath her. Like, I just think that like you're, you have, you have vital information that she's being racist to coworkers right now. And I think that you need to not just wait to see what happens next. I think like, has this person not gotten a promotion? How much is this person getting paid less than this other person there? Like I, I just think that like, there's no way that this just started from her. I think you're just hearing it. And I would ask, I would also ask yourself, like, what has changed that she started, she started talking to you about this? Like, how did this just come up six months ago? Because if you just started and you're just brand new coworkers and she feels this comfortable saying this to you already off the bat, I'd probably report her to HR just now. If this is like you worked there, you started working there. Let's say it was six months ago. She said the uh, HBCU thing and if she said that and you've been working there for eight months she says to someone she's known for two months i would immediately report her to hr um because yeah this is just she should not feel comfortable saying these things to you and she's strategically doing it when you're not on the clock and you're not like actually you said that you were kind of more of a so acquaintances than actual friends what is she saying to like her actual friends yeah and what is she saying to like her other, and I don't know what your specific position is, but like, let's say that like her, her specific boss is one of her bosses is like a, uh, like a white man or so she has someone who works at her level. Like what are then they getting together and saying, and how are they taking their racism and infiltrating that into the workplace with these other people there? Like, and there's also just something to be said about like, Someone saying something racist to you about like the, hey, my fellow white person, like you, you, you get it. There is nothing to be decoded there. Like there's no subtlety there at all. And it's like so comfortable being so fucking outwardly racist that those people are 
the the micro and macro aggressions that the people that she is working with have to deal with from her this isn't that they have no idea like at all i think making sure that you pay attention like now and see how those things are going about there because i don't know depending on what the diversity breakdown of your company is that there might not be a safe place for those people to report those things happening and you are going to be the only person who has the age who has the who who has the knowledge of this going on and has it from a perspective or from a place where you feel safe and comfortable to talk about it and not worrying about risking your job and feeling supported and i'm guessing um just based on what you said uh that there aren't very i mean you specifically said that there aren't very many women in your field and so she probably is gravitating towards you because yeah. you are the own, the other white woman and she feels like you're the person she can talk to about mm-hmm. this. I think you're using really sound logic on her. Um, but I, it's, it's, it's asking her to do a lot of self-discovery and mm-hmm. that's something that like, we can't really count on coworkers to do the same way that you can in friendships And that because like you pick your friendships and you want your friends to do better. You expect more of them. Coworkers, you end up in the same place at the same time. So I think taking a backseat and kind of easing into it in that sense is just, I I don't think you're even going to know if it's yielding results. You know, I think she's got too much power with the, the, she's got too much power and is, and is just straight up racist that like, it's not necessarily considered a win at all if she stops talking to you about it like that. And then who knows? And then also, like, I, I think that it doesn't just end there. Like, this is much messier than than that. So mm-hmm. I would really focus this on a, a workplace kind of thing. And I would also like go out of your way to like, who do you hang out with at work besides her? Like, do you specifically hang out with mostly other white women there? Like what what is your friendship breakdown or the coworkers that you hang out with and spend time with um because you got this intel from her in however long that you know i'm sure other people have other things to say and we you shouldn't just you're you're not the hr who needs to hear out both sides of that but i don't think it's a huge ally move to just um maintain a very white group of friends and call those white group of friends out when they're being racist, but not expand your social circle or the people you spend time with, hang out with and all that. I hope she pelted her in the head with the tennis. Like just, I honestly, that was in my mind. I was like, did you hit her with the ball? Like how, how good are you at tennis? Yeah. Well, cause like, you know me, I would just have to hit her with the racket, but then mm-hmm. she'd have the grill marks on her face. Yeah. But like, Plus she took her out at the knees. Oh yeah. Hey, that's always that's always a good one. Get those little knee shots in there. All right, we're going to take a break. Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Mannies and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. 
Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. And we're back, and it's time for our next call, or is it a write-in for this one? It leaves a write-in. Hey, guys. So I'm having an issue with my girlfriend being extra clingy. I, 24, she, her, and my girlfriend, she, her, have been together for three years now and live together, too. Lately, she's become super clingy. I'm not sure what started it, but it's getting exhausting. I can't even hang out with my friends that aren't mutual without her wanting to tag along. I want to mention this, but I don't want to hurt her feelings. Please help me out. I don't mind tough love. I can take it. I love you guys so much. Long-term listener. Oh, poor clingy. <laughs> Are you saying poor clingy and not no, poor I know, to the I writer? Know. Well, I just, it's there. Nobody is winning when someone is being like <laughs> so extra clingy. Like they're not getting their needs met because their needs are like, it's they're impossible to be met like you're just like you need more 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 so like nobody's unfortunately like nobody's winning in this situation and like that's just like it it just it sucks um you said how long you've been living together let's see living together two. for two years three years and so i would just 
I would just be straight up and be like, Hey, I like, love you so much. Can I ask like what has happened in like the last, let's say like six months. I don't know how long it's been since this started. Be like, did something happen? Like what's going on? Like, it could be something as simple as like, she watched like a, like, scary movie or something not even like a horror movie but like something where like someone like got it i'm not gonna i don't want to like have anyone who also has anxiety or ocd like spiral about like you know had some thought or heard something about something that was like really sad and devastating about a couple who was like in different places and something happened and it was like really bad there because i have to assume that something happened that this is just totally shifted yeah, because it's not going to just happen out of nowhere. Mm-mm. If someone wasn't clingy, like how, how, like what, what stage of cling were they before? Like yeah. the stage one and now they're stage four, um, where it was just like a, a healthy amount of y'all spending time together. Um, yeah, figure it out. And you say you have mutual friends. No, never mind. I wasn't going to say, no, don't ask anybody else. Um, <laughs> Damn, girl. <laughs> Stirring the pot. I don't know. It, Maybe different in, in same sex relationships. Fair, where, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, because you, you all have the same friends, it's like some you, you want to vent to your friends, but then you can't actually mm-hmm. vent to them because they're the same friends. Um, I don't know. Uh, yeah, just, just ask, ask, and then see what the answer is. And then if, <laughs> if it's something that you can help with, help, but also like, it may be something that requires professional help and steer them in that direction. Yeah. It could be something as simple as like they went through a friendship breakup recently. And so like they just have felt, even if it's like they have other friends and they've got all this stuff, like it might just be hitting them harder than they had like let on, or maybe even that they're even aware of that. It's like, Oh, this is hard. Or they've had a loss in their life recently or whatever, whatever it is. Um, but yeah, there's something, but you, you, you just have to ask. And if you love her, which it sounds like you do, I, I don't think you I need hope to. so after three years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just, I don't think that the, I would not say, I would probably wouldn't use the word, um, clingy. clingy. I would probably say something along the lines of like, Hey, like I would like, can I just like ask, like, I feel like something has kind of shifted within whatever time frame it is, um, that like, it seems like it's uh used to be before like we could hang out with other friends and do our own like kind of solo things and we were a little bit like more um independent or like hanging out and I don't know if it's like she's like being physically clingy where it's like we would hang out together at home but like we weren't just like really like proximity so close all the time um and I just like want to know I can like let me know like what's happened because this just feels like a pretty sudden and drastic shift I just like want to check in um because I I can't imagine this came out of nowhere and she just needs to be honest. And if she's not, then I think like you can just say like, okay, well, I really love that about our relationship. And so like, I'm going to go out tonight. And if she's like, well, I really want it. I I really don't want you to go. And it's like, can you tell me why? Like, are you feeling Mm. anxious? Like, are you feeling anxious? Something's going to happen. Like, what is this? Because I want to help you out here. But like what we're doing right now, I don't think it's not working because like, Moss and I would talk about it all the time. Like, we'll like go back and forth of like, who's clingy, but like, it lasts like a day, like maybe a couple days. And like you go back and, and it's usually just like, you know, whoever has less work that time, who like doesn't have as much busy work and is like, I'm bored. Hello. Hello. But if it lasts for longer than that, it's because you're not getting those needs met. So like, I don't think she's getting what she needs out of this. 
and not out of the relationship, but I just mean like no one is like clingy for a prolonged period of time because they, they're trying to get more. They're trying to get more. And so I think like it serves both of you. So I would like make sure that you really sent you, you also sent to her in that too, that like, this is something that she's not, there's something there for her too. It's not mm -hmm. just that like, this is annoying you and this is too much for you. Like it's not fun for either of you. Good luck. Let's, it's let's worst nightmare. Goes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Truly your worst nightmare. Uh -huh. I also could not handle someone being clingy for like more than like a week. And I'd be like, okay, yeah. stand up. It's it's sweet, you know, when I have nothing to do, but that's what I'm I mean. But then person. when you have something to do and someone's like, oh, like, you're that's like, like mm -mm. it's like vacation time. That's the time to be clingy. Yes. You know? yes. We have nothing to do for a whole week. Yes. Let's mm -hmm. cling on to each other. But and then let's when we get back home, you got, you got to find something else to yeah. cling on to. It, yeah. It, you know, like it can be like eight hours a day. I'm clinging on to work. Uh huh. One hour of the day, I'm clinging on to making dinner. Like, let's section out our clinginess to other things in life, not yeah. just to me specifically. Because otherwise, you'll suffocate. <laughs> mm hmm. You keep holding on to somebody when you're trying to swim, you're going to drown. Both of you. Yeah. And that's coming from two girls who can't swim that well. <laughs> exactly. All right. Uh, last one. Hi. I'm so nervous. Hi, Megan Melissa. I'm calling in for career advice. Um, I am a longtime listener. I've been listening since I was a junior in high school, and this is my first time calling. I, she, her, am 22 years old, and I just graduated from college with a degree in English and art. My goal is to work in the illustration industry, doing children's book illustration or graphic novels, and or to work in the animation industry as a storyboard artist. The problem is that I'm having a hard time getting there, and no one around me really seems to believe in me. I haven't been able to secure an internship in animation, and I am still working on a professional portfolio to submit to illustration agencies. So I'm so nervous, and I haven't had any major breaks or successes so far. I personally think my abilities aren't up to par with other professionals, but I'm trying hard to get them there. The challenging thing is that no one seems to see how much work I put into my art because it doesn't have any immediate effects or rewards. My dad says I should just go to law school and be a lawyer. My mom sends me article after article about selling NFTs. My grandfather sent a message to me and my whole family about how I'm a failure. And uh, my close family friends have told me that my goals are just fantasies and I should try doing something more realistic. Currently, I live at home and I'm working two jobs as a barista and a nanny. And in my free time, I work on my art. One family friend said I should apply to a local community college job, but I would be working 40 hours a week and wouldn't have time to work on my portfolio. And I just got my coffee shop job after months of building rapport. I guess to sum up, I'm super lost and I'm lacking a lot of confidence in my ability to achieve my goals and the dreams I've set out for myself and my own skills. I'd love any advice or thoughts you may have about what my next step should be because anything would help right now. Should I look into more schooling, keep doing what I'm doing, try a new route? I guess I'm also just asking how I decide whether to keep pursuing my goals or and when to give up. I don't want to be someone who keeps trying to make something work if it's not meant for me, and I'm afraid that to the outside world, I just look like an idiot. Like I said, I'd appreciate any advice you have. Thank you so much for listening. It, it, that alone means a lot. 
and I wish you both the best, and I hope you know how helpful you are to so many people. Okay, sorry if that was really heavy. Also, I'm sorry I'm nervous. Bye-bye. <laughs> you just graduated. Like, no, you're doing everything right, and I did look up everything. your area code, and that's the issue. I think if you're living at home, that is the issue there, because I don't think you're around people who are doing this, and I don't think you're mm -hmm. around the arts in this sense. But, like, when I tell you that, like, by anyone that I would know who like lives where we live and like works in art, this isn't like, this is, I would say tangentially our industry. Like yes. you would be with everyone. You would be doing very well. Like you would be doing what everyone else is doing. You're completely on the right track. Like this is, you're doing what you're supposed to do. And this is where you're supposed to be at this point. Um, but I don't think you're surrounded by anyone who's also in this same camp. So it feels like I'm doing it wrong and you're not yes. at all. They don't understand the industry. And with arts job, we work in the creative arts. Um, also, like you have to, I know that you said like if you got a full-time job and you worked 40 hours a week, you wouldn't have time. You actually will have time because yeah. you will make time. You, I will say that would be the one thing that I would say is the difference of like you working full-time and then um, doing your portfolio on the side. You kind of like, that is part of it. You will yeah. working in entertainment. You don't work 40 hours a week. You work or in the arts, you don't work 40 hours of the week. You're going to be working 60, 70 hours a week. So if you were to, you know, if you need to stay at home to appease people and work a full-time job, I would say still <laughs> do that and then do your art on the side. Um, but everything else, like literally you just graduated you're not going to get yeah. a job right out the door like this not just like the economy side like if we were in a great economy mm -hmm. and um people were getting jobs left and right like you still you would still be struggling to find a job that's just how it goes and you're not a failure sorry grandpa you're not a failure again you just started like there's just so much that you have to do like getting your portfolio like Yes, you have to get your portfolio together. You probably will need to, you have to, when you're gearing up to do like your next step in the art field, like you're going to be working on the weekends. So mm -hmm. like you need to be putting any spare time that you have into this, you know, like still have a social life. Um, but like this has to kind of become your whole personality is getting this stuff done. Do not give up. You were nowhere near any point where you need to give up. I would say even like 15 years down the road, you shouldn't be giving no. up from this because it's hard to break into the industry. So like put your, get, put your pen to paper, you know, get to work, get your portfolio done. You need to be out talking to people. You need to network. You need to be reaching, looking on LinkedIn and reaching out this week, even like I'm pretty established in what I do, but this week I reached out to like five people on LinkedIn just to ask like how they got into the specific thing that I'm like interested in. And I had some good, this one woman was giving me all, all the hot tea in her. Like mm. I just said, hi, hello. Thank you for connecting. How did you get started at this job? And she was just like, well, here's the breakdown. I got recruited from somebody else. I, somebody else has like reached out to me to work for this. They aren't paying. So like, if they reach out to you, don't go like, like Hell she was yeah, giving cheat, all cheat. the tea. Yeah. So like, I, you just have to be nice. Like I would like reach out to 
authors that you may enjoy and just be like, hey, find them on LinkedIn. People love to like hear how much you enjoy their work or or illustrators yeah. and um, just say, hey, I really enjoy your work. Um, I just kind of I've been reading up and giving them a compliment. Tell them like specifically what you like and then like ask them like a very specific question that only they can answer and people love talking. And then that's one connection that you have, but you need to be specific. You can't just like go out there willy nilly and reach out to everyone. You have to be very specific about the kind of questions that you're asking and the kind of people that you're reaching out to. Um, But like connections in the industry are the main key. People don't understand. Even now, I think some people don't understand what I do for a job, Um, but (laughs) doesn't matter they aren't paying my bills i'm paying my own so um uh but like yeah you you may have to do things that you don't like to begin um and do them because you need some money but also like be working on your craft i i probably work every i wake up at six o'clock in the morning and then start and write from 6 30 to either 9 30 or 10 depending on what i have when my like professional professional work starts and I, I and then I work until about like eight or nine o'clock every night. Yeah. Like, I think that the barista nanny jobs are great. I will say that like a full time desk job is going to be a lot less exhausting than mm-hmm. both of those things combined that like you will have more time or more brain power or more capacity to like being on your feet all day for both of your part time jobs is a fuck ton like that's a lot and both of those jobs i understand are quite flexible but really what right now like most you don't need flexibility you just you it, it's honestly probably going to be better for you to have structured time that you have work and then structured time that you have your other work which is the arts but the the kind of like oh well it's good because i can just drop this and do that the p- benefits of both of those jobs are more flexibility but it comes at a cost of like these are fucking exhausting exhausting jobs Mm -hmm. and you have to deal with customers you have to deal with parents you have to deal with young kids like it can that's just it's it's a lot and so I think like those are very good gigs and like I specifically know a lot of actors and writers like those are those those are their gigs um but I would also recommend I don't know you probably already follow this person if this is what you want to do but Laura Price who's on social media um she is a visual development artist she works in animation has worked for like Sony Paramount Disney all of that stuff and like she's like documented her journey and what she does and I think that like having being able to build your skill set that is within that is around what you want to do makes you a more desirable candidate to hire. So like Melissa does that very, very, very well Mm -hmm. in the sense of like, you know, being into film and wanting to make film and television and then doing podcasts, doing audio, all of those things are like, it's not exactly that, but it is the same. A lot of the time, same studios, same connections, a lot of the same people, but also a skill set there that will differentiate you from people who have just kind of done the same run of the mill internships and the same like, you know, summer programs or all of that kind of stuff. And you will get more, uh, you'll get better at it. So like, I don't know if graphic design is something that you'd be like, even doing like a freelance graphic design stuff on the side from another job that you have that can get you just to get more comfortable in things. Cause part of the thing you're saying is like, I don't know if like, my skills are there. Like, I don't know if it's, 
if it's there. And the only way you can do that, I think in a really realistic way is to get job assignments from other people. Cause like when you create your own things for your portfolio, you're picking things that are usually already within your wheelhouse. They're things that already interest you. And sometimes it's really good to do things that you're like, I hate this project. I hate the concept. This is not something that I'm good at, but that's the only way you can get good at it and expand your skill set is by being given those essentially assignments like that you're forced to do and you have to do. So it's a long, long road. And the fear of looking like you don't want to embarrass yourself that I would really unpack because the arts historically and have always been embarrassing. Like it is like you have to be able to shoot your shot and you have to be able to do it over and over and over again and stand back up and do it again. And if you're worried how that's perceived from other people, you're never going to actually shoot your shot because you're never going to try as hard as you need to try because you want to try. Like there's like people talk about like acting pretty where it's like people will like, they'll be acting in a scene or doing an audition or whatever. But like, you're so concerned with how you're holding your face or how your face moves or whatever that like how you're being perceived doing your job is your number one goal versus actually doing the job. And you're not going to be able to do the job if you're worried about how people are watching you do said job. It's just, they're completely counterintuitive. And so I I think that there are so many voices and so many people who are saying all of this shit that like, frankly, is none of their business. And like, yes, you still live at home, but like, fuck off. Like you're trying to crush my dreams. And a lot of the time you'll figure it out. Like after years, a lot of people wanted to get into the arts and didn't have what it takes, not necessarily skill set wise, but confidence wise. And Mm -hmm. a lot of people have really threatened by people who feel like they can be the one in 100, one in 1 million person who gets a chance to do it. Like there's a level of delusion you have to have to want to work in the arts. And that is an enviable trait. Like people really wish they could have that level of fucking delusion. And I cannot imagine that I would have sustained doing what I've done for so long if I was not primarily friends with people who also do what I do. Because like, I don't know how, like I like going to like weddings with mods and like talking to people. I'm just like, I have nothing to contribute to this. And like, you make me feel like a total fucking failure, even though if I was successful in your industry, that wouldn't do me any good because it's not what I'm doing. Like, it's just completely unrelated. So I think you really need to find a community of people who do what you do and are passionate about what you do. And even subreddits are a great place to kind of like see that and like join people doing that. And like, anytime I'm like, Oh my God, I'm so fucking behind. Like I'm so that like, and I don't mean this in like an asshole way, but like, I'll see people who like, I've, I think about a lot that I'm very, uh, I'm sad that I didn't go to like acting school. Like I wish I had done that, but it was not in the cards for me. It was never going to happen. Could not have fucking afforded that. And also like I learn best. I don't learn best in that environment, but I'm jealous of people who do. And then I'm like, Oh God, I would be so much farther along so much better. And then I'll see people who are like just graduated from like a great school, wonderful program. And then they'll post their self tape and like they don't know how to do it yet and they're like they like some they like look at the camera for a a spot or like they paused for too long or something has happened there that i'm like oh that's like a skill set that i have learned afterwards there that like just because you did everything textbook right there are things that you know that i will learn hands-on there are things that i have learned that 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 it's a back and forth kind of thing that like no one's ever late like this is something Mm -hmm. that will take a really long time and you'll know when you should quit and you should quit when you don't, it doesn't bring you joy anymore. And also like that you don't have that fire and you don't have that drive when it becomes something that you're like, 
I don't like this. I don't want to do it. But to kind of think ahead to be like, well, I want to make the right decision for five, me in five years, giving up on your dreams is not the right decision for five year in the future you like, it's never going to be the right call. It's like, I don't know. I'm a firm believer. And like, you keep trying forever because like having the courage to try and to put yourself out there is a, the most marketable skill ever, but it's, uh, it's a talent. And if you stop trying, it's not going to happen. Like you have to get used to trying and trying and be comfortable trying. And I think there's something really Mm -hmm. like, I love people who try. And be comfortable with failure too. Mm -hmm. Cause like you're going to hear a lot of notes in creative spaces. Like you're just going to, that's just part of the job. You're going to hear probably more no's than yeses. Um, And like, I was just touching back on what Megan was saying about building a community, but like build it, like, find find the community find the talks like i'm constantly going to like seminars or like hearing producers and directors and writers talk and um sometimes i've been like one of like two people in the mm-hmm. when there's like a huge cuz there there's there's always stuff going on especially like like i'm talking specifically in our industry especially right now during like oscar bait season like there's so many things going on and so like sometimes people don't hear about certain events or like Mm -hmm. they're already going to some other events and i'll be like one or two people like sitting here talking to some of the biggest people in the industry and like other times i could be teaching whatever's going on but it's still (laughs) just like another connection to Mm -hmm. someone else that i didn't know before that knows my name now um that didn't know it so like always be putting yourself in in like situations where you can hear people that have more experience than you talk or even if they're at the same level of you talk and like learn more things like again you just graduated yeah you you don't have the experience like the the reality of it is you don't have the experience you won't have it for a while but you need to be putting yourself in situations where you can gain more experience Mm -hmm. and it's not going to be things that you're going to be getting paid for right now yeah yeah, I uh, I think it's also like you're very lucky in the this specific art that you can post animations you make on TikTok. Like you can post mm-hmm. those fit. Like you can you can build your real uh, not what's it portfolio. <laughs> you can build it yourself and do it yourself. And the marketing of that and like you can't be precious with your art at this stage. So like you have to just throw things at the wall and see if they stick. Um, but they need to get off your computer. They need to get off mm-hmm. like wherever they're living and you need to like put them out there and not just to prospective employers. Like you need to like put it out on social media, put it out on YouTube, put it out wherever that is. Um, because you need something to hold you accountable for producing the art that you're producing because you can't, you can't build that kind of thing alone. Like, you know, like there's something like when people like take, 10 years to like release like a perfect album and they're like it has to be perfect it has to be and they don't let anyone mm-hmm. else listen to it you become your own worst critic and you become your own demise there like you have to get comfortable making shit and throwing it out there and hating it five minutes later and then not taking it down and being like okay and then moving on it's like yeah. not being precious which is something that i struggle with i very have a hard time not being precious with things and so it's a practice i have to practice not being precious with it and yeah. just trying 
And even like my art that I do for fun, like my fan fiction that I've been working on for like over 10 years and I've won numerous awards for it. Sometimes like I'll write a chapter and I absolutely hate it. Yep. <laughs> and I'm like, I just need to get it done because I know what the next thing is going to be because I, I, that plot point I love so much, but it's just like, this is the bridge that's going to get me here. And mm-hmm. I don't like this, but I'll post it and be, and people will give like the best, like, I love this so much. This was so good. I found this funny, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, what the fuck? I like, I didn't like it, but like, I knew I just had to get it out there. Yeah. Our own taste is like truly some of the most inconsequential aspect of producing what you make. Like Mm -hmm. you can make, there are people who have made some of the, have made Oscar award-winning wonderful movies and if you can do the deep dive on imdb to know who i'm talking about there is someone who has made literally an oscar-winning movie who was i was working with on something else and i went what do you like okay you seem very cool they're great got along with them well they told me what they were doing and they were putting the fucking hours in and their dues in to do the other thing that they wanted to do and then i was in a trip i was at a movie theater and I went, oh, my God, someone's making her movie. This is devastating. And then I see her name at the end. And I was like, holy fucking shit. Like, she did it. Like, she she really, like, grinded it out and, like, made things that, like, are in nowhere comparable to the other stuff. Like, your your portfolio, your reel, like, everything, whether or not you're showing it to prospective employers, but, like, you should be able to see drastic growth. You should be able to see, dra- and, like, huge amounts of, like, you can do everything and all of these things and mm-hmm. you have your specialties. But... I just think that you're so at the beginning of this. And if you let this like negative self-talk or other people's opinions infiltrate it, truthfully, you will never get there. If you, if this, if you take any of this in, because like you now is the time to be building like resilience and building, like being fucking scrappy. So like, don't let them tear you down at all because law school is not a backup plan. And if it is a backup plan, you can go to law school and, 25 years but do you know how many lawyers that i've had that i know personally and also have had on numerous podcasts that were like that have been in your position where they were like i didn't know what else to do my family was pressuring me to go to law school so i went to law school i hated it i did it for years i made some money but i did not like this Mm -hmm. and now i'm doing this for example, I had um i just directed an audiobook by um a woman that's a deaf doula she went to law school like I like she went to like Ivy League schools. Oh, my God. Did, never wanted to actually be a lawyer, but mm-hmm. people told her to do it. She was like, whatever. She did it. She went worked for a nonprofit. Still wasn't like getting the fulfillment because she couldn't help everybody yeah. in the way that she wanted to. She would travel around the world. And then on one trip, she met this woman who like they were both going to some place in Costa Rica, I believe. And just like talking about their, they ended up like the other woman had saved her a spot so that she could get her ticket and then board on this bus that was going to be like a six hour trip. That woman made somebody next to her like switch spots so they could sit next to each other. And that woman had just, she's in her late thirties and had just been diagnosed with cancer. And that's why she was on the trip. And then the woman that I was directing, that this is her life story, she, like, started learning, like, about this woman's process for how she's, like, preparing for death. She has, she's in recovery, so she didn't end up dying. But, like, from, that was, like, her jumping off point to being, like, what is this? And then her, I'm not going to get into it because I think everyone should read the book. Yeah. um, Put it in the um, description. But, like, um, 
she eventually stumbled upon a career as a deaf doula. Yeah. And she's like giving Ted talks about it. And she like loves like this is this is her true calling. But I know numerous people that have gone to law school and dropped out on a lot of podcasts that I um, produce. There's there's been numerous people that they went to law school and then dropped out or not dropped out. They went practice law for a couple of years and then found their actual passion. Yeah, you'll find a lot of the people who are giving you that advice are people who took that advice and they need it to have been worthwhile. So then they try and give the advice to other. It's it, it's mm-hmm. just or. Or they hate the career they're in and they're like, I could hate I a career that I'm in that could make more money. Uh-huh. And so I'm going to like make other people feel like failures or whatever. Like I, I feel like I'm being encouraging, telling them that they should go to law school, law school or, or whatever mm-hmm. field it is. Yeah, I have anyone I know who went to law school or as a lawyer has never once said, I recommend people to do it because just just go for it if you're not sure just do it like i don't know Mm -hmm. anybody who is like if you're on the like if you're like not that interested like and you're wondering what to do with your life just go to law school everyone's like go to grad school for the arts if you can like go do something like that so yeah this is this you gotta be in this for the long haul and tune out anyone else because you'll be your own worst critic you don't need other you need other people to be like to believe in you when Mm -hmm. the moments and you can't believe in yourself but right now you have to believe in you Wow, we're so inspiring. Oh. I'm invigorated we now. Are. I'm this like... is our our second day, our second time today giving uh, career advice, but this time it was on mic. That's true, and of course, <laughs> everything's related to both of our career fields and our paths. But yeah, love that. Well, is that our last one? That is our last one. Oh, amazing. Well, we hope you all enjoyed this episode. If you did, you could always leave us a review on the podcast app as well as Spotify. You can leave a review for the specific episode. Join us on Patreon, like we said before, very affordable. We have monthly, no, twice monthly, bi-monthly, which I would like us to get rid of the term bi-monthly because the idea it can mean twice a month or every other month is like, no, no, no. Like that Mm is, it's so fucking, we've gone through this. I hate it. It pisses me off. So we do it twice a month and you can hang out. It's really wonderful. It's fun. And we also have the video versions of this podcast as well as our other podcasts. So if you're brand new here, stay tuned tomorrow. We have our See You Next Tuesday episode where we catch up. We talk. It's fun. Very cash. And then on, no, not on Wednesday. And on Thursday, we have But Am I Wrong where we, someone once described it as don't blame me is when you ask for advice. And then, but am I wrong is when you don't take our advice and how to deal with the aftermath. So Mm -hmm. It's a good way to describe it. And the fun part about that is people vote. You vote over on our Instagram story about all the topics on said episode. And then on Fridays, we have Fisting Friday, where we read the results of the prior episode. Or if we've um, been in a kind of like, hmm, this episode, haven't had as much. We just use it as a uh, hangout or we skip it entirely. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the beauty of having quote unquote bonus episodes. Exactly. Because they're bonus and anything else cool write in call in we'll we'll, you'll hear from us soon wait wait for our letters (laughs) Bye. bye don't blame me is a production by me megan rinks and me melissa demonts plus diamond imprint productions Post-production sound and editing by Coco Lorenz. Production assistance by Melanie D. Watson. And music by Giacomo Picasso and Ryan Hunter.